0: there are these two young fish swimming along and they happen to meet an older fish swimming the other way who nods at them and says morning boys how's the water and the two young fish swim on for a bit and then eventually one of them looks over at the other and goes what the hell is water i'm don hall and this is the peculiar journeys podcast Your Journeys is a weekly storytelling podcast designed to see the water that surrounds us. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Don Hall, and this is Peculiar Journeys, episode fifty-three of Millennium Park Stories. Not introducing an usher today. Have an epic story of all the store of all the uh, people that do events at. Millennium Park. One of the big, big nights is the Broadway in Chicago showcase. Now, really, what Broadway in Chicago does is they they they're, they're doing sort of an hour and fifteen minute concert uh, brochure. It's a little bit of every show they're doing that current season with pieces and 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 musicians and actors coming up singing doing the songs doing songs from that we saw we saw somebody from charlie and the chocolate factory um i mean they were just a numb, somebody from cats all that kind of stuff so that's basically what they do but it is a hotly contested experience uh, for a variety of reasons number one Apparently because, and I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that because Broadway and Chicago tickets are very expensive, um, then people will flock out. They get there really early. It completely packs the park. This year, um, this summer, it was completely capacity. It was as packed as we could be without actually closing the park. That's how packed it was. Um, people were very excited to see it. And I mean, people got there really early okay so let's talk a little bit about the broadway and chicago experience in millennium park this summer the first thing that i noticed is a lot of people especially aaron who was uh, last year's house manager let me know that it was going to be difficult that they were a difficult group to work with that they asked for a lot like mariachi fest but a little bit more organized where they they just made a lot of assumptions Um, based on their own sense of entitlement and importance and all that kind of stuff, which is fine, no no big deal. Um, So I start with talking to them early on about uh, how many seats, you know, we've talked about that already, how many seats that I'm going to reserve for them, and so I've got that kind of thing going on, and uh, I find out that, well, we're going to need three rows for press, so I, you know, I've got that blocked off, which is about 37 seats. Then I find out from uh, Scott from the Millennium Park Foundation that uh, Donna Donna Lapietra, who is Bill Curtis's wife and a very good friend of mine, uh, that Donna is going to be bringing about seventeen people, and so I blocked off a road for a row for her. Always, anything she wants, she's going to get, and then. Uh, You know, so that was for the Millennium Park Foundation, and then the next row was a row for Broadway in Chicago because they had some VIPs, and they they didn't send over a list, but they said they needed 25 seats, so I I blocked off 25 seats, all this kind of stuff, and then we had all of their uh, VIPs, their 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 special people, Um, so that's kind of you know, so I took care of all that kind of stuff. Now here's the thing to know about uh, theater people. I did theater for 20 years in Chicago, ran an off loop theater, and I am, you know, I, I have the same tendencies as most theater people: is that I'm highly dramatic in a lot of ways, that I uh, I, I tend to uh, exaggerate my harm um, in those kinds of situations. So I've, 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 i i I I kind of got tired. It's one of the reasons why I left theater. Is I kind of got tired of theater people. Um, there is a, a high drama that as I've gotten older I'm just not as interested in participating in or being around. So now I'm surrounded by theater people. Now most of the people that are, and this is an exact this is a generalization, and I, you know, I hope you forgive me for it, but most of the people that are in administration of theater are people who were theater people but didn't get to get on stage. Either they weren't talented enough or they weren't driven enough or they just didn't get picked. Whatever that happens to be a lot of those theater people are want to be actors or directors or writers. And so they are now stuck in administration. And so they have a very high d- degree of importance and the show and the theater of it. And so it gets a little, it gets a little intense. So we get to the day of and like a good hour. And, 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 and I noticed, I noticed the thing started, we opened the bowl at four o'clock. The thing started, um, not the thing didn't start till like seven and by noon people were lining up i mean a lot of people like a thousand people were lining up at noon to get into good seats and get close to the action and that kind of stuff so i knew this was going to be a shit show i knew this was going to be a very popular event and we were going to have to deal with a lot of people uh, trying to get those seats so we get there, everything's starting to set up. I, 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 go to, I go to security, and I say I need some extra security to staff these sections because otherwise, I, I, my ushers aren't going to get here until this time. I need to have security staffing this so because I don't want to have to spend an hour ushering 500 people out of seats they shouldn't be in. Kind of a complicated mess. So we got that taken care of. So we blocked everything off, and we made everything, you know, you know certain that that kind of stuff. And so. Around uh, three o'clock, the Broadway and Chicago po- folks start showing up, and I'm 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 trying to, to and, and I'm getting a bunch of requests. Uh, Right at the last minute we have requests for special seating. We've got requests for uh, more press They go to me and they say well, you know as opposed to our press people we've got about 37 our press people uh, Going to your patron services and getting their IDs getting their, their wristbands for that Why don't you just give us all the wristbands and then we'll distribute them Which I didn't at the time think anything of that that experience. I went, all right, that's fine. We got three rows, this is where, you know, and I explained to them, here's where this row is, this row is for the Millennium Park Foundation. I mean, they're the people who paid for the park, so, and it's Donna, so of course she's gonna get where she wants to sit. Then we've got these rows, all this kind of stuff. So now I'm running around doing stuff. Oh, we need some extra stanchions here, we need this, that, we need this backstage. My usher starts showing up, and now things are starting to swarm. We've got a lot of balls in the air all at once, and a lot of things being requested of me. And I come in at one point and I walk over to the ball and I notice that someone has taken uh, paper reserve signs for Broadway in Chicago and taped them over uh, a number of seats, which is against the rules. There's a number of reasons why it's against the rules. Number one, if you allow people just to walk in and start reserving seats, then then it can become chaos. So we try not to do that. It's the wristbands and that's it. The second thing is, if people request it of me, then I can usually make that happen because I have plastic signs and the right kind of tape. Problem is, a lot of people just use regular tape, and regular tape strips the paint off of those seats, which doesn't seem like a big deal, except for when you do that enough, it costs quite a bit of money to actually repaint the seats. So that's one of the things. So I, I go in. I notice it. It immediately kind of frustrates me because they know, they know Broadway in Chicago has been there enough times, they know not to do that. So I immediately start walking over and just ripping these signs off. And it's like, no, this is not how you do it. This is not the process. If you want reserved seats, come talk to me and then I will take care of it because otherwise you're gonna screw something up. I start ripping these off and a woman, I don't know who this woman is, uh, but she apparently seems to be in charge of something. She yells from the stage, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And I'm busy doing this thing. And she says, who are you? And I look up and I said, I'm Don Hahn, the front of house manager. She says, may I speak to you for a second? And so I walk over and I throw those signs away and I walk up to her and she gets right down in my face. Now she's above me. I'm down below and she looks at me and gets the attitude and she says, well, I'm not sure if you, I'm not sure if you know who I am, but I am the vice president of, and I just turned her eyes, nope, nope, I don't have time for this right now. I don't have time for this. And I walked away, which Barlow, who's the head of security, just thought that was the funniest fucking thing I ever saw. I just had no patience at that point for any entitled bullshit where you're going to yell in my face. I just—I was too busy. I had too many things to do. So I was like, nope, sorry, not with that attitude. And I walked away. So then I'm doing some other things. I'm getting some other stuff. I'm working with the people that I am working with. And she yells out, she's, who is your boss? And I said, well, uh, my boss is Joe Fernicola. Uh, with the Grant Park Music Festival. I don't know him. Do you work with the Millennium Park Foundation? I said, well, yeah, yeah, I do. And she goes, so you know Donna La, La Donna And I'm like, I do. She said, fine, I'm calling Donna. Which I said, okay, that's fine. It's the best, it's the best I'm going to call your boss kind of thing ever. So I keep doing what I'm doing. All of a sudden she struts down there and she thrusts her phone in my face. And she says, Donna would like to talk to you. Now, what you don't understand, if you don't, if you don't, is that I've known Donna since the time I was uh, at, wait, wait, don't tell me. She's married to Bill Curtis. She's one of the loveliest human beings in the world. And basically saying I'm going to call Donna to yell at you is like saying you're going to call my mom uh, or a really good friend. It's just, it's She's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. So I get on the phone and and this woman is standing there just staring holes in the back of my head. I'm like, hey, babe, what's going on? She says, um, "She says, are they are they doing something wrong? Did they did they do something wrong? Are they acting out of, you know, she said, is everything going to be fine? I said, everything's going to be fine. They tried to reserve some seats. She said, did they put the paper seats up? Oh, my God. I said, yeah, yeah, I got it all taken care of. It's not a problem. She says, okay, by the way, I'm not going to be there, um, so you can give my seats away, but Scott wants to keep those Millennium Park Foundation seats in that aisle because he's got some people that are coming. So that's great. That is absolutely not a problem. It's too bad that I won't see you, but that'll be great. That's not a problem. And all the while, this woman just staring right in the back of my head and so I'm like yeah yeah and then she says oh so when is okay when are Dana and you when are you and Dana coming out to the house again because we haven't seen you in a while we're gonna do this so we're having this conversation when this woman's expecting I'm being dressed down which is obviously not happening Um, last word said Donna says okay well I'll let you go do your job I love you I said I love you back and then handed the phone back to this woman and the look on her face of of denied expectation and what the fuck just happened was so fucking fun it was hysterical and then I went off on my way so now all of a sudden this woman is the nicest woman imaginable oh i'm so sorry you know things get so hectic yada 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 i'm like that's not a problem that is absolutely not a problem i said you aren't prepared you're i'm I'm guessing that you're used to a front of house manager that's not quite so in control of things so i get it i totally understand it but this is how i run things and this is how it's going to go So, so we start working together then um and so things get nuts because now we've kind of things are kind of in there but we have at that point at least 10,000 people lined up and I mean it's hot it's 93 degrees out and a lot of these people are older and it is just hot as ass, and they've been standing there for several hours, and not, you know. And I get it. I'm getting older too. I understand uh, sort of the stubbornness of not taking into account that you're older, and perhaps you need to take some precautions when you're going to go out in the heat. But we, you know, we have people that are just, so. I'm, I'm working with security to sort of make sure that some of the older patrons are not dehydrated, that there's water available, um, just quickly, that kind of thing. We've got the misters on, all this kind of stuff. And uh, so now we've got 10,000 people. Everybody's rushing these seats. Everybody wants the seats that are available. It's it's insane. It, I mean, for about 10 minutes, it's wild chaos of people pushing each other and jamming into places and arguing with each other about saving seats and all this nonsense. Front of the bowl's fine. we got everything else taken care of. So we're getting all this stuff together. And now things are starting to really ramp up. And I'm on... The radio with security and security, they they're, they're saying that well actually I'm on the phone with security and they're going, okay, do we need to close the park? It's really getting overrun. How full are we? So I'm having that conversation in one ear. All of a sudden, Peggy, who's one of my ushers, starts barking stuff in my other ear, which is the radio ear. So I've got this going on, and she's asking a whole bunch of questions. And then I look down from the stage, and Scott from the Millennium Park Foundation is in a yelling fight with the woman who, the, the, the vice president of whatever Broadway in Chicago, and they're and they're actually yelling at each other. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on so I say I'm gonna to have to talk to you in a minute on one on the phone and hang up from security I say Peggy I can't talk to you now. I pull the thing from I say and I go Scott 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 and Scott looks up I said what's going on so she's taking our row of seats and I, I realize at this point there's not much I don't want to get into the argument with her So I look at the woman that I've been working with, who's apparently her assistant, and I said, okay, here's what's gonna happen. You just lost an entire row of your press. I'm giving that to Scott, she can have that row, but you're gonna have to deal with the fact that you have about 17 less press, okay? So that's your problem, that's on you. You guys figure that out. That's not gonna change, and anybody else that thinks so, I'll kick your ass out of this park. No more of this, no more of this. So Scott's happy. vice Vice president woman's happy everybody's but now there's less press I notice however that the press wristbands are not really I mean I'm I'm pretty sure the seven-year-old girl sitting in the front row was not press pretty certain of that so we've got this people are coming in at one point, I, I have uh, several calls for people that are over, you know, overheated, the, even a young woman, and I'm trying to figure out how to get them. This one woman is sitting right up in the front of the lawn behind one of the fences, and she's obviously in distress. So I said, well, the best right now I can do is can you make it through the lawn over here to the West Walkway, and I'll walk you over and put you in some air conditioning, get you some water for a few minutes, but unless you want me to call 911. Didn't want 911. So it took her 10 minutes to get through the crowd. That's how crowded it was. 10 minutes just to get to the walkway. I walk her. I put her backstage so that she's sitting in some air conditioning. I get her some water. And then I've got some other stuff to do. So we've got all this. It's just, it is. It's just almost chaos. So then at one point, now things are starting to, all right, we're getting there. We're about probably 30 minutes from showtime you know, you've got all the actors backstage and they're very excited. They have no idea that all hell's been breaking loose out in the lawn. Um, we do actually have to stem the time. We didn't actually close the park, but we slowed down so that it was uh, at the security checkpoints, they wouldn't let anybody in until other people left. And that was kind of how we mitigated that. And then all of a sudden, probably 15 minutes before uh, the concert, Vice President Woman, she goes, we have a problem. I said, don't we always? And she said, Well, do you know who Hetty Weiss is? Now, here's a, a quick bit of history. Hetty Weiss was and is the longtime theater critic and dance critic for the Chicago Sun-Times. And I've had, in my 20 years doing theater, had quite a contentious relationship with Hetty, to the point where I just never call her Hetty, I call her Headley everybody tries to correct me like i'm saying it wrong and if you know blazing saddles you get where i'm going but i always called her headley it was just funny to me she didn't find it funny but i always thought it was funny um at one point she told me and this is god this is 20 years ago she made it very clear that she would never cover a WNEP show because she didn't think audiences needed to hear about a theater that was this small and this non-commercial and i that pissed me off so that just set it off anyway this past i think like two years ago or maybe last year sometime uh hedley got into a bit of a kerfuffle with some of the eight percent of the far left uh that have kind of taken over uh, the theater community here in chicago and that she's a racist and that she's this terrible racist person and that they should and so a bunch of theaters said they won't give her free tickets and you know it was just the online mob, let's mob Headley, let's get on her, let's just destroy, her. I didn't. I never thought she was a great critic, I never thought she was a great person, however I don't like the online mobbing, I don't like the call out thing so that kind of happened, so now you've got that, there's a little context, so she said, do you know Hetty Weiss, I said, I do know Headley, she says, "Hetty." I said, yeah and she says, well we ran out of seats for press and she's here with her guest and I said I got this and so I walk over and there she's standing at the gate. I went, Headley! And she looked up and she saw me. And I walked over to her and she goes, Hey, Don. I said, I hear you You don't have a, a press seat. She goes, Are you, are you not going to seat me? I said, No, no, no. Are you kidding me? You're Headley Weiss. I'm taking... So I walk her and I get... I walk her over and I move two people from the center row. I said, Yeah, this is Headley Weiss. You're going to have to move. And they complain, I said, I'm not going to complain with you, move. And so I set her dead center. That was just a joy because I got to call her Headley in a, in a big thing. I was there to help her. And it was sort of my thumbing my nose at the uh, the far left uh, whiny social justice warriors of uh, the Chicago theater scene. It was a very fun thing. Ultimately, at the end of the day, the concert was a lot of fun. Um, not all the music was great, uh, but the crowd had a great time. And the thing that was amazing is they started getting there at noon. By the time we hit 7 o'clock, there were 22,000 people in the park all the way back, all the way to the, I mean, filling up the the, the sidewalks, everything else. Concert ends 75 minutes almost to the nose. You got to give them credit for that. They are on the, on the money for that. Like 75 minutes done, and I mean within 10 minutes, the entire park was cleared. I've never seen anything like it. It was just one of those experiences that it, it the ramp up and it took so long to get everything done. As soon as they were done singing and doing their thing, which was a very entertaining little show, boom. It was like rock cockroach just scattering to the, the refrigerator light. It was unbelievable. So that is one of my favorite uh, we Obviously we made it, I was exhausted, but we survived Broadway in Chicago this summer in Millennium Park, and that was uh, the experience. So that is episode 53. I uh, just did a nice short one, just want to get that story to you. So that's episode 53, next week um, we're gonna have, uh, next week it will be episode 54, we're gonna have a couple more ushers and a couple more stories, including the story of the great evacuation of Millennium Park. All right, um, I will remind you. First of all, I want to say thank you real quickly to all of my Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate uh, your dollar a day, your two dollars a day. I've got a couple of ten dollars a month. This is a really nice thing, and I really genuinely appreciate it. So, if you're a Patreon subscriber, thank you very much. Um, if you're not, you know, give it a shot. Take a look at it. Even if you're not going to give money, take a look at it. A dollar, a dollar a month is not that much. And it's like a tip, like a little tiny, like a really cheap tip um, per month. Um, So go on to www.patreon.com slash peculiar journeys. And at least consider, check out what uh, special stuff is. There's special stuff just for patrons um, and stuff that nobody else has access to. So with that in mind, thanks for listening. And I'll hear from you next week. Peculiar Journeys is a weekly storytelling podcast produced, voiced, and edited by myself in my apartment above a bar in Wicker Park, Chicago. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or catch it on SoundCloud or download it from DonHallChicago.com. You can assist Peculiar Journeys financially, if you can, by becoming a VIP patron on www.patreon.com slash Peculiar Journeys.